Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, December 17th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by a very special guest co-host today from MMA DNA over there in Holland, Mr. Marcel Dorf. Marcel, man, how's it going? Yeah, I'm going, doing well, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on again. It's always oh, yes. a pleasure. I was, I was thinking back, like, when did we talk? And I went and looked. It was in June. So it's actually been, like, six months, which is crazy to me because I feel like we talk we talk all the time, right? Like, I'm always talking about MMA on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to know more about Marcel, how he got in the game and stuff like that, I recommend going back and watching the podcast from June just because I, I don't want to spend here, you know, Marcel, that was, like, half the show last time. I really wanted to get to know you. So if people would like to get to know you more as, like, a person and as a journalist, go back and watch the show from June. But today – we're all going to talk about fighting, man. It's going to be all fights, Marcel. It's going to be MMA. We'll talk about some boxing because I know that uh, there's a lot of boxing stuff going on these days too, but mostly MMA. Um, you know, first off, Marcel, just how's everything going with you, man? It's right now we have the last part of the year in the UFC. It's been a pretty great year of fights, right? Yeah, man. Very enjoyable. I mean, um, I, re- I remember when we don't had uh, U- UFC on, for example, when when the start when the pandemic was like when people were still really hesitant to put any fights on, which was understandable, of course, back then. And now uh, I think we we should be really thankful for for the UFC, but also for some other organizations who put on fights. And the UFC does it weekly, you know. I mean, it's it's crazy, and pe- people complaining about fights falling through, but but that. That's the thing that's happening right now. You know, we, we should be happy that we have fights right now. And uh, there are some, some we have some, we had some great fights, man. Let, let's be honest, man. I mean, think about last week's card. It was amazing. And uh, there were, yeah. there have been so many good fights in 2020. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really happy. See, and the reason I wanted to get Marcel on, and again, this is the second time on the show, it's just because Marcel's got the same passion that I do and that anyone in the comment section does right now. Anyone who's watching loves the sport just like we do. That's why I love Marcel. I love following his stuff because he's always talking about the fights. He's like, hey, this fight's coming up three months from now. And I'm like, I'm right there with you, Marcel. So you know what, Marcel? How will we – the first thing I want to mention is an update to um, this weekend's card. I should mention, obviously, on Tuesday, myself and Cole broke down the entire card. I won't do that with Marcel today because that was 14 fights we broke down. Go check out Tuesday's podcast if you missed it. But there was an update. I want to get to it really quickly, Marcel. Uh, my boy over at BJPen.com, Al Giulino, broke the news. Unfortunate news. Uh, Rick Glenn tested positive for COVID-19. The fight with Carlton Minus is off. Have you heard any news about a possible replacement opponent for uh, uh, Carlton Minus? No, I haven't, man. I, I've tried to reach out, but uh, I haven't heard anything back. So, no, I haven't, I haven't heard anything. And I know that there are some fighters who want to who have that spot, obviously. But, uh, yeah, you have to know you you got to be in quarantine. You have to make weight. You have to be around Vegas probably. So uh, if, if they find a replacement, I, I might think it's maybe somebody who corners another fighter who is already in Vegas and they have been quarantined or something. But um, – I don't know, but it, it has to come quick now, you know. Tomorrow's the are the way in. So uh, if we hear something, likely tonight tonight, uh maybe early tomorrow morning, but uh, it has to be it has to be uh, quick right now if they still want to a replacement. I think on Saturday night I tweeted out like I can't wait for next Saturday. There's 15 fights, and like the first message was like, Okay, you definitely just jinxed it. You know me, I'm the king <laughs> of the jinx, right? Like obviously. So I was like, okay, and we of course a week later we have two fights missing because uh, Bilal Muhammad tested positive for COVID-19, which we talked about the other day. It's just the reality of it, Marcel. Like, the world is full of COVID-19 right now, so people are going to catch it. Especially fighters, like, they're training in close quarters every day, right? So it makes sense that they catch it. Um, it's just unfortunate that, you know, these are leading to fight cancellations. But 
hopefully they, they'll be able to rebook this fight, I guess, in 2021. Because honestly, I don't see really anyone stepping up on what one day's notice now. Like, it's going to be hard to find someone. But I just want to mention that because it was worth uh, mentioning. So I, there's a lot of news I want to get to. But I want to give you some love first because on Thursdays, I like going to your Instagram page and going to the fights with you. So Or I, I do it by myself, actually. But I, I'd love to get your thoughts because we're going to go to your page. Okay, we'll give you some love here, Marcel. Um, <laughs> this should work. Let's see if this works. There we go. Okay, there we go, Mr. Marcel. So I want, okay, I don't want to give you, don't give me your pick, like for these fights, but give me your thoughts on them. Just initial thoughts, no pick though, okay? Because these are in the future anyways. Khalil Rountree Jr. versus Marcin Pratchino. Like for me, um, I don't mind this fight. I just thought it was hilarious when Cormier, did you see that? That Cormier was reading the fight card. He goes, we got fights like Khalil Rountree versus Martin Pratchino. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't wait for that fight. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Khalil returning to the octagon after a layoff to take on Martin? Yeah, man. I, I mean, he had that, how, how do you say that? He had that thing with um, that, that Greg Hardy fight, which wasn't really a thing. And he got in a, in a confrontation with a journalist on Twitter about it. I don't know if you remember that oh, one. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't even made up my mind if I want to go to heavyweight. I didn't even say yes to this fight, what you're talking about. So that didn't happen, obviously. Um, I think it's a good fight for Khalil Roundtree. I think this is his last fight on his contract. I think this is a perfect fight for him. Uh, Pragnio, I got to watch what I said because Pragnio is trained by two Dutch guys. So, uh, <laughs> but Pragnio hasn't looked good in the octagon. Let's be real, 0-3. Um, th this is a fight, I think, maybe um, they, they want to give Khalil a, a, a last a last fight where he uh, can... can uh, can get a win in the octagon and then can say goodbye because uh, he wasn't really into it anymore. He said, and he wanted to do one last fight. So there you go, man. And it's on the pay-per-view also, man. So that, that was kind of shocking to me, to be honest, to have this on the pay-per-view and don't have Shane Burgos Dawudu on the pay-per-view, which is a much better fight in my opinion, but yeah. hey, who am I? <laughs> well, I know who are you, right? Like the UFC, Dana White knows what he's doing, right? So yeah. let's not listen to him. Um, I'm surprised this guy's getting another fight because he's 0-3 with three knockout losses. Like, he hasn't even been competitive in his fights. Been knocked on three straight fights in the first round. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But Khalil Roundtree, you remember that fight with Eric Anders a couple years ago? Last, it was actually last year. Do you remember that fight? He dropped him, like, I think four yeah. times in that fight. Incredible beatdown. So, if that version of him shows up here, he'll win. But if the guy who fought, like, uh, Gian Kutalaba shows up, he might get knocked out himself. Like, he's very uh, inconsistent, Marcel. But I think he's living in Thailand, right? I think he, he he trained at Tiger Muay Thai, but I yeah. don't know if he's still there. But I think he is because he couldn't uh, he couldn't travel last time with his fight, which was planned against. Was he was he supposed to fight Sam Alvey? I think, and that got cancelled. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we'll see what happens with this one, but I expect Khalil to be a pretty big favorite in this fight. All right, next one here. Uh, this is a good fight here: Sean Brady versus Jake Matthews, UFC two fifty nine. That's uh, that card doesn't have a main event yet, but the rumor was uh, Stipe and Francis Ngannou, so. We don't have a main event for that card, but it looks like it's going to be Stipe Francis, hopefully. Uh, man, this is an interesting fight. You know, Jake Matthews, I got to give this guy credit. Like, what's his record in the UFC? It's 10-4, and four, so it's pretty solid. But, you know, he's had some fights where he should have won and he, and he lost. Um, but he's, man, the guy fights very often. He's super young still. I'm surprised they're giving him so many tough guys. Like, this is a tough matchup, man, against Sean Brady here. Give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm super high on Sean Brady, man. Dude yeah. looked great on the regional scene as well. And uh, he came in the UFC, got, got some impressive wins, definitely against uh, against Ismail Nordiev. I think that was a very impressive win. The Aguilera fight, a, a pretty... 
I pretty much thought he would win that one and his debut against Court McGee. But um, he's just overall pretty good. I think he has very strong wrestling as well. Um, Jake Matthews, on the other on the other hand, he, he is pretty much he grew up in the UFC. You know, he came in the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he was very young back then. Um, has some solid wins, but he has also some unexpected losses. For example, against Andrew Holbrook, I think uh, yep. that was a very unexpected loss. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's definitely an intriguing fight, and looking forward to this one. I think uh, this is uh, this is for 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 Brady a really good fight to see where he stands in the division at this moment. And for Jake Matthews, is a very important fight for him to see if he can if he is able to take on a, a, a pretty much an how do you say that a big prospect who is yeah. uh, up and coming and is trying to make the top 15 soon so i think there's a pretty decent matchup here by the ufc yeah i don't mind the fight i prefer the uh, brady Bilal muhammad fight just because i thought mm -hmm. that brady deserves a guy in the top 15 after the way he's looked in the ufc but you know what matthews you could say the same thing for at this point after beating uh, diego sanchez his last fight just dominated him so don't mind the fight uh you know it's just man jake matthews He's been in the UFC since he's, uh, I think, 20 years old, man. He's never had an easy fight in the UFC. Like, he's always had tough fights. I like this fight a lot. Uh, Dracar close against Jay Herbert, February 20th. Okay, so that card, uh, that's going to be Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades, apparently. Curtis Blades, or Derek, uh, Curtis said it to uh, James James Lynch. Yeah. He told him that's the date that they want, but it's not official. So we're look, it's looking like Lewis and uh, Blades will headline that card. And, and I love this fight too, man. Um, Dracar close coming off an absolutely crazy fight with uh, – uh, but Neil Darius, uh, man, that fight was insane. Like he could have easily got the knockout and then he gets KO'd. And then Jay Herbert in a fight where he was getting, he was just destroying Francisco Trinaldo and gets brutally knocked out in the third round, like out of nowhere. This is a great fight, man. What do you think of this one? Yeah, the infamous uh, Herb Dean Dan Hardy moment, right? With oh, yes. uh, Jay Herbert. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun fight, man. I think uh, Drakkar close. He 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 uh, he's pretty all around in my opinion. Uh, has some decent wins in the UFC. I think uh, his really uh, his kind of a breakthrough performance was against Mark Diacasey when he won via split decision. Should have been unanimous in my in my opinion, but hey. You know, Jay Herb, uh, Jay Herbert, I have to say, he's uh, he's a solid, solid guy, man. He comes from Cage Warriors, was the champion over there. I actually saw him fight live in Belgium when I was at the Cage Warriors event. Very, very decent fighter, a good stand up, pretty much good on the ground. Um, yeah, tough fight, man. Fun fight, I think. Uh, really looking forward to this one. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty high on Drakkar close as well. Uh, I I think uh, I'm not going to give you my pick. Like you said, don't give yeah, a pick. Don't give so a pick I, right I, 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 won't, I won't do it. But uh, yeah, I think um, just a, overall a good fight, man. And and also another uh, fight where both guys know where they stand. You know, I think J Jai Herbert has to win here to to show that he can compete with these kind of, this, these guys with a Trinaldo close. You know, he can compete with a Trinaldo. He showed that in the second round, but he got knocked out in the third. Um and for Drakkar close, yeah, he was very close to being in the top 15 when he oh. uh, fought against Darius. He, he got knocked out. So this is also pretty much a must-win for him, I think. So great fight. Looking forward to this one, definitely, man. Daniel Edwards stopped the fight. Yeah, I remember now. I, I, I think I wrote like a bunch of articles off that too. Dan Hardy and uh, Herb Dean. I don't think they're going to be sending each other uh, Christmas cards this year, Marcel. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no. I think we got like uh, one more fight to talk, two more fights to talk about here. I talked a lot uh, last week. I think I did like 20 fights, but we got a couple more here. And then I'm going to get to the comments and we'll go through the, all the news and stuff. We got, we're going to be here till uh, 11. 
or uh, five o'clock your time or so. So how about this fight, Match Nell Tyson Nam? Um, God, both these guys, I mean, they've been rescheduled a couple times, right? I think twice now. So yeah. I, I like this fight, man. I mean, you know, this flyweight division, Marcel, is just ridiculous right now. It's it's so good. And, you know, Tyson Nam, this guy, the amount of knockout power he has, this this win over Zaruk Adeshev, that was one of the craziest knockouts of the year, arguably. And, of course, Matt Schnell, an amazing ground game, like great submissions and everything. What do you think of this fight? Yeah, it's also a good matchup, man. I mean, Tyson Nam is kind of the weirdest uh, uh record and and we beat you know he got a win against eduardo dantas when he was i think the bellator champion he got a win against ali bagautinov in the last second of the fight a knockout where where he was losing that fight probably uh in my opinion but he knocked him out in the last second so uh yeah nam like you said good finish against zaruk adashev uh he he needed that he was 0-2 i think in the ufc in competitive fights he, he lost to i think to pettis and to cara france right in his first two so yeah. uh yeah he needed that win good win against adashev you know adashev came in as uh as a three uh, three on one guy uh was had a pretty decent uh backing behind his name yep. but um yeah i mean match now ultimate fighter guy uh at the ultimate fighter champions flyweight he's he's been some time in the ufc uh he he, he looked very good against a certain opponent for example the lewis smolka fight he looked very good in that fight um it it's kind of thing like uh i think schnell is probably has probably the more the how do you say that um the future in that division mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. tyson nam can definitely put him away man if he if he touches him you know yeah because tyson nam have that knockout power so intriguing fight again man and uh yeah. let's hope it happens this time <laughs> you know i hope so too and, and dana white was giving uh, mick maynard some love last week at the press conference i don't know if you saw that yeah. He's just saying Mick is the guy who went in there and just completely redid the vision. And you know what? Let's be fair. There were some moves that were people were critical about, like when they released, for instance, like Wilson Hayes, when he was like a forward title challenger, um, UCA Formiga. But if you look at who they released, they were releasing guys that are like wrestling heavy grapplers. Like they kept all the guys that are like the quote unquote exciting guys, right? So I love this division and this fight is really good. You know, Tyson M's 37 though. So at some yeah. point, I mean, he's gonna you're just gonna look old. National 30 years old. I don't really, I, again, I don't want to talk about who I have for a pick here. I just really like the matchup. One more fight I want to talk to you this morning. Actually, uh, the, there's two more fights. Um, this one's interesting too. Okay, I got to be honest, man. Uh, I like both guys, but I'm extremely high on Jonathan Martinez. Like, I think this guy could be a legitimate title contender. I really think he's improving from fight to fight. Davey Grant coming off an incredible knockout over a Martin Day. But uh, Jonathan Martinez, that knockout over uh, Thomas Almeida, the one over Frankie Sainz. I'm, I think this guy could be in the top 10 really soon. What do you think about this guy, Jonathan Martinez? Yeah, let's be really honest. This fight doesn't make sense, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Martinez should fight somebody higher ranked. Davy Grant, no disrespect to him. He's a good fighter. But, I mean, he defeated Martin Day, who hasn't won a fight in the UFC yet. No disrespect also to Martin Day. But Martinez the uh deserves a higher rank guy in my opinion definitely if you beat uh, pretty much dominated thomas almeida in your last fight you know almeida was uh was one of the biggest prospects like three years ago everybody was like this guy can be the next big thing in the in the in the division then he got knocked out by cody garbrandt and since then it's gonna get a little bit uh, lesser since since that moment so um, yeah, I like Martinez as well. I think he looked very good in his recent fights. Also, his uh, Frankie Science uh, KO was crazy, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, too bad he missed weight for that one because he would have definitely got a bonus if he didn't. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
Grand is a good fighter. He's a tough guy. He's a typical English fighter, in my opinion. Always come forward, has uh, bites down on his mouthpiece, and uh, he, he goes on. But um, man, I mean, Martinez. Martinez is uh, is probably the more talented guy here. And uh, yeah, I won't give my pick, but you pretty know my pretty pretty much know my pick when you hear me talking about this fight. So there you have it you know <laughs> i know it's, it's, it's i i think so too i mean i don't want to give anything away but yeah i don't i think this one is like you said kind of a weird matchup um i'm looking at his wins here he did beat marlon vera martin day and i okay i was going to make this joke that he's fighting davy uh or uh, martin day Danny martinez and he's going to fight adam martin too because i got the martin in my name but i'm not <laughs> seeing, i'm actually not seeing danny martinez on his record am i reading it wrong maybe that's uh a, a slight uh a rare hiccup for Mr. Marcel and the MMA DNA. Boys. Let me check. I have now. I have to check, man. Double check you know? it, man. I, I, I check I'm, it for me, please. Please check it. <laughs> I'm checking. I don't see it. So, <laughs> it's, it's the, the that's the gremlin. Is it? Oh, it's uh, Danny. Um, is it had to be Bermuda? Bermudez. He lost to him, right? Yep. Yeah, Manny Bermudez, who's actually well, he's talented, but can, couldn't make weight, right? So. Yeah, but now I have to check it, man. What, 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 what why did that? I'm such a bad guy. Man? I'm so mean to Marcel, honestly. No, guys. not at all, man. Not at all. I mean, I have to put it correct in there. Daniel says, it, uh, ah, it's an exhibition bout, man, from the Ultimate Fighter. I that's right. That's it. right. I was going to say that. It may be tough. Good call. It's I got to take that away. I it's should. It's worth being there. I mean, it was a two round fight, but still. Dan Weber's a strange matchup for Martinez. Miss weight, so it's a delayed punishment. Could be. I'm going to get to Marcus and Stray Wager's comments in one sec. We have one more fight to cover, and then I'm going to talk about the comments, and we'll get the news. The last one here, Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Rebus. Ugh. First off, I love both these girls. I mean, they're just great, uh, especially Amanda. She is a joy, you know, a great fighter and an even better interview, Marcel. Uh, Valid Ishmael, man, this guy, Valid always gets, like, the really good prospects. He's got Davis, he's got Amanda. They're both so marketable. Um, she was supposed to fight, uh, who was it, uh, Michelle Watterson. And I think that, or sorry, um, was it who was supposed to fight Watterson? Was it supposed to be Watterson against uh, yeah, Rebus, right? Which would have been, I think, the pay per view opener for that event, UFC yeah. 259 or 257 in, in January. But now it's going to be um, Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Rebus. And man, I like this fight too. Uh, I got to be honest, I thought that Marina probably edged it over Carlos Farza and Fight Island. It was a competitive fight. I just like her because she's long, she's got good striking knees, kicks, everything. But Amanda Rebus, man, like, potential champion in the future at 150 or 125 what do you think of this fight yeah man it's 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 a definitely a fun fight i think many people looking forward to this one um yeah i'm uh marina rodriguez she's uh stand-up was very solid man i mean she has she had some trouble when people take her down you know you saw that in the calvillo and esparza fight but her uh, stand-up was really solid and rebus is uh is a brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt um she has a win over Mackenzie Dern, which said pretty much a lot, in my opinion, because Dern is, as we all know, very tough on the ground, you know, and she uh, she got the she got a unanimous decision win against her. Um, Rebus, her most recent fight, she fought at 125 against Paige Van Zandt. She pretty much uh, that was that wasn't a tough fight for her at all, you know. So I'm really looking forward to this one, man. I I really uh, personally I really like Rebus, you know. I've I've been sold on her since her first fight in the UFC against Emily Whitmire, just oh. complete fighter personality. I think she's amazing. And uh, Rodriguez, very tough, very good fighter as well. This is a fun one, man, and definitely deserves to be on a pay-per-view card, in my opinion. This, this is one of the fights, these women fights, I'm really looking forward to. And uh, it's a Brazilian, uh, Brazilian against Brazilian, so should be good, I think.
I think it might open the pay-per-view too, just because again, yeah. they're so high on Rebus and and Rodriguez is also marketable too. So I think it'd be a good fight. And the winner, you'd imagine, would get like a top five opponent. Um, you know what? We probably should talk about the division. Just I want to get to the comments quickly, and then we're gonna we should talk about one fifteen because Dana had some comments yesterday. That's By it for the, the part. Go ahead, go ahead. Quick up, quick update. Uh, Roxanne Modafferi, Viviana Arujo, which was supposed to happen on January thirty, is now on January twentieth, in uh, in Abu Dhabi. So oh, really? ten days okay. earlier. Yeah. Okay. This is better. There you go. That's good. I mean, a twentieth, right? And twentieth. Uh, yeah. We don't have a main event for that thirtieth card, which is super weird because Derek Lewis is like, or uh, Curtis Blade said they're going to move the Lewis fight back, and he's worried they're going to move it back to March too. He said February twentieth, right? To James, but also said they could delay it. What's the main event for that thirtieth card? We haven't heard yet, right? You don't first, know. Uh, first, I who, who put that again? Uh, Ode Osborne put on his uh, on his Instagram, and he's not fighting on that card anymore. He was supposed to fight. Yeah, and he was fight. Uh, he's, he was like, uh, I'm on the I'm fighting on the card where uh, Calvin Gaslam, Ian Hines is main eventing. Maybe so. it's maybe it's uh is that the same card though or no? I can't remember, but maybe they just because they added the Wednesday card, they didn't want the other card now. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? I have no idea, honestly. We'll see. You yeah, know what? Yeah. This whole January is very up in the air. Like Dana yeah. White, I thought the Fight Island thing was completed. I talked to Cole about it. He said he's seen the contracts. It says Fight Island, but now Dana White's saying that's 99%. It's not done yet. Because <laughs> they don't know for sure yet, Marcel. It might end up being in Vegas too. So you know they want it. They want to have fans there. They want to have the international that, fight and stuff. That's why I keep putting Planet Earth on uh, <laughs> these Instagram things. I mean, just I'm, I'm not going to put anything unless it's 100. I love it. Okay, let's get to uh, some comments here. I want to get to Marcus's. He's been saying. Uh, he says I've been following Marcel for years on Twitter, where his tweets were getting little responses and retweets. You're now having thousands of followers and hundreds of retweets. Keep up the good work. There you go, Marcel. And Marcus is a supporter of the podcast here and one of the best guys yeah. on Twitter. And I'm sure you know who he is. He's great. Yeah, guy. bookstore. Bookstore. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. Thank Nubian, you. Marcus. Nubian bookstore in Moro, Georgia. Is that what it is, Marcus? I think I know what it is at this point. I should know. He does a great job. Actually, he just released a children's um book about like occupations, like A, B, C, D, E. Like, so you know, you'd have a different occupation for each letter of the alphabet. So he's doing great work. I love what he's doing. He's a great guy, yeah. too. A straight so. wager, another guy who's been following me for a long time and following you for a long time, Marcel. You know him on Twitter, but he's got a different name on there. Um, Marcel, what do you think of this family <laughs> fantasy matchup here in the podcast? Jake Collier versus Parker Porter. Let me say this first off. I'm a big guy too. You're also a big guy, Marcel. So when we see the big men in there like Parker Porter and Jake Collier having uh, 15 minutes of cardio going hard for 15 minutes, I'm like, hey, I got to get my ass in the treadmill, man, because these guys, <laughs> they've showed some good cardio in their last fights. Uh, Parker Porter, incredible showing actually against Josh Preezy. I don't know how he didn't get the knockout win. And you could say the same thing about Collier against John Vellante. Both guys look good. <laughs> what would you? What do you think of this fight? <laughs> man, I mean, we, <laughs> I have no idea, honestly, man. It's so hard. I mean, Jake Collier, honestly, he surprised me against Vellante, man. How he yeah. looked. He did. He did look pretty well. I think uh, how how we fought. And Parker Porter, the same against Josh Preezy. So, um. Yeah, who should I pick uh, in that fight? I have honestly no idea. I have to do some research for that one. But uh, out of my head, I would probably go. I would go Parker Porter probably, but I'm not 100 sure. I'm I'm thinking the same thing. Just because, man, I think he's probably a little bit more durable. But it, it, and he's you know he's fought John Jones and and Gonzaga <laughs> and stuff. This poor guy. Eh? He goes in there, he gets KO'd by Dawkins. I thought and I thought Parisian would finish him, and he goes in there just put on great performance. So that'd be a funny fight. Okay. Let's go to um, actually. You know what? I want to pull. I want to plug myself here because I just plugged you. I gave you some love, Mark. So I want to give myself some love, some self love in here. 
I wrote an article over at uh, MMARings.net. It's one of the sites I do a little bit of writing for. And uh, the article was about, I'm just pulling it up here, uh, Yoel Romero and Anthony Josh, uh, Johnson signing with uh, Bellator last week, in the last two weeks, and some fights that I personally find for, uh, exciting for them. So I'm going to pull the article up here. And uh, I spent a lot of time in this article, guys. I'd appreciate if you guys could read it because I actually uh, put quite a bit of uh, time into this one. Where is it? There we go. It's funny, Marcel. The stuff that I, I, I write in like 10 minutes, that's where everyone reads. And the stuff I spend an hour or two on, no one reads it, right? So it's, <laughs> it's just part of the business, man. They'd rather be about Jake Paul and Logan Paul. That's totally understandable. Uh, okay, so I wrote about uh, the division and I gave some matchups here. Um, okay, so my, my first thought is I do think that uh, they have eight guys. They could do a tournament in uh, 2021 for the light heavyweight division. So that's a possibility. If not, these fights still work, but I think they work better possibly in a tournament setting. Let's start with Nemkov. I mean, the guy's amazing. He just knocked out Ryan Bader. He's one of the most underrated guys in the, in the world, probably 205. Um, I, I think for his fight, you should fight Corey Anderson. I think that makes sense. Corey Anderson coming off a great win over uh, Melvin Manhoff. He was a former top five guy in the UFC, Marcel. So to me, he's, he's ready for the title shot. What do you think of that matchup that I proposed? Yeah, I think it's a good matchup. I mean, um, Corey Anderson, he definitely high ceiling when he comes to the mm -hmm. to Bellator from the UFC. Uh, he won against Manoff. I pretty much expected that, although, you know, Melvin is my countryman, yep. <laughs> but I expected that. On, I expected it honestly in the first round, but he didn't in the second round. So uh, good for Anderson. Uh, Namkov looked great against Bader. Um, has looked great in, in all over Bellator so far, you know. Um, he, he pretty much, I think he beat four champions so far in Bellator, mm -hmm. so really good. Um, that, that's probably the fight to make. I agree with you, man. I think Anderson, uh, Anderson show he, uh, it, everybody's always, uh, uh, can I say bitching about uh, Corey Anderson that he's not finishing fights and that he's boring. He showed against Manuf that he can finish fights. He's showing the UFC against Johnny Walker he can okay. finish fights. So yep. um, it's all good with me, man. If he gets a title shot, I think it uh, it will be a good matchup against Nemkov. It's a, it's a good challenge for Nemkov as well, you know, to see where he stands against a guy like Corey Anderson. And uh, for Corey Anderson, there's a good chance to get a belt, you know, get a belt in the big organization as Bellator. I think uh, he always wanted to have a belt. UFC... Uh, didn't work out, but he can do it in Bellator, you know, and he can be he can be dominant over there, definitely. I think. Yeah, and again, these are just proposed fights; they're not official by any means. But I nah. think it makes sense. I think they will book that fight. Now, with that fight out of the way, this is the next fight that I want to see: Yoel Romero against Anthony Johnson. And Romero was teasing this yesterday. Like, I think it makes sense. I'll tell you right why. Like, I've seen some people say, "Let's give them layup fights." Why would you do that? Yoel Romero's forty-three years old. Anthony Johnson, thirty-six. I know Rumble has had a long layoff. I get it, but hey, guess what? Welcome to the big leagues. This guy's, you know, he's fought the best in the world. It's not like Romero is any more dangerous than a guy like Daniel Cormier is. Like, they're both the same level of dangerousness. Um, I, I think this is the fight they probably should make. I think this is the biggest fight Belger can make right now. Like, this is the fight that most MMA fans want to see. Do you think they'll make this fight, or do you think they're going to go a different matchup for these guys, like the old Bellator style of matchmaking? I think they go with different matchups. Oh, man, I, no. I, I'd, I'd love to see this fight, man. I think it's a fight to make, definitely, man. But, uh, man, you you know Bellator as I well, know. man. You know, so, and I do as well. So they probably won't. But I think that if, if they are smart, they do it, you know. But, and they do it a little earlier than they did with their last Bellator event, man. I mean, I, I couldn't even watch the main card. It started at 4 a.m. Oh, over man. Here. Oh, don't even get me started. I don't know if Cole, Cole, I think you're still in the chat. 
you talk to someone who's upset about Bellator's like television deals and stuff, Marcel. Not, not just the time itself is bad, but we can't even watch it in Canada on the main card. We can't watch Same. the main card here. Yeah, Same. you too. Oh, that's yeah. Stupid. Spike has here the the rights, and they broadcast it one day later. That's so. Oh, yeah, I mean, delayed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that doesn't work for me, you know. So not in uh, 2020, it's the year 2020. This worked, you know, 25, 30 years ago. When I was a kid, they have things on tape delay, you know, and you'd wait the next day to watch it. Actually, even 10 years ago, they'd have USC fights sometimes in like England, and they'd show them on Spike the next day. That doesn't work now, yeah. though. <laughs> I mean, one also does it, you know. One did it with their uh, what was that? That that event where they had like part one, two, three, and four, and everybody thought that was live. That wasn't live at all. Yeah. They were pre-recorded like 25s in one night so that's not something i like but yeah i don't know man i mean but back to this fight sorry i got okay. off topic um no i love to see the fight but yeah. i don't see it happening to be honest at least not in their uh bellator debuts but uh hey let's, let's see what happens we'll see i mean i i, I hope they make it but i'm, I'm kind of with you in that we just know bellator's style of matchmaking but again you know he's 43 years old like how like how long can you actually he's turning 44 next year marcel like you can't delay his because the thing is just say for instance you match him up with i don't know i'm not even sure really like there's there's a few other guys i'll talk about in a sec but some random guy in the division um and just say like you know he gets hurt in the fight breaks his hand he's going to be another year after so it's too risky in my opinion so that's just my thoughts on that Cole, Cole's here. He says he has some thoughts on Bellator. <laughs> you know, Cole's just frustrated and, and because he's like reached out to them a few times and like they just kind of like I think they've just left him on uh, left him on red. So I, I don't think they got back to him. And I don't know he's not too too happy about that. But I, you know, I think Bellator is a great promotion. Obviously, it's the second best in North America. Dana Way had some comment last week where he said, you know, I don't really consider Bellator one of the best promotions in the world. And I thought about what he said, and it, it definitely was, uh, you know, he's taking a shot at Coker and Bellator. But in some ways, he could be right, Marcel, because there's promotions like ACA. These promotions have ins insanely talented guys. Like, there's some good promotions out there. So it's it's not just the UFC and Bellator. There's other promotions. What are your thoughts on that? I agree, but can we... Uh, can we trust what Dana says? I mean, no, we can't trust he, what he says he, at all. <laughs> he called he called Strike Force the minor leagues, and one year later he bought it for. Dude, if they didn't have Strike Force, half the champions in the UFC wouldn't even. Yeah, be there. yeah, exactly. I know. I know. So you know, I know, but I agree with ACA man. They have they have a great card yeah. coming up uh, on Friday. Too bad Felipe Cruz missed weight, so uh, he he's uh, stripped from the title. Right. But. Um, they have a great car coming up, and they have some solid talent over there. There are some problems over there right now with um, with American fighters who get uh, get in trouble when they fight for ACA because of the Kadyrov thing. I don't know exactly what's happening there, right. but if I just look like talent wise, they have a great great talent pool of fighters over there, man. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. No, they're good, but yeah, I like Belter too. I'm just saying, like, they're you know Dana. Again, I wrote the article on it. I was kind of critical of him, but the more I thought of it, I was like, you know what? It's, he has some point in some ways because there are some good promotions. Anyways, you, you saw ahead, Ro you saw Rose replies to hit to him. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want okay, to okay, okay, get okay, to this sure. article and then we'll talk about that first. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. so that fight's done. Now the next fight, I said in my article, the re and again, this works more in a tournament because if there's no tournament, I think Ryan Bader goes back to heavyweights. But if there is a tournament, I think he'll do it. Uh, the rematch with Machida. Because I remember that fight in 2012, and Machida was a huge favorite, and he knocked him out. Ryan Bader went like he went flying forward, like with his hands down. Machida knocked him on the counter shot. Um, ten, eight years later, nine years later, I think Bader would be a big favorite to win that fight. To be honest with you, because Machida's like he's just getting up there in age. We saw the Phil Davis fight, and we'll talk about him in a second too. But what do you think of the rematch? Would you like to see that fight with uh, Ryan Bader? Um, yeah, why not? I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, who else do you want to match up each other with? I mean, it's it's a good oh. it's a good rematch, you know, yeah. and uh, it's a good way for Bader to get that one back, I think, and to get back on track. And uh, Machida, Machida is getting yeah, it's not to being disrespectful, but he's getting too old. Let's be honest. Yeah. And uh, it's very nice from uh, Big John McCarthy that he wanted to give Machida the Musashi fight, but for me, it was obvious that Musashi won that fight, the second one, obviously the first one he lost in the UFC. Yep. But um, yeah, I agree with you there, man. I, I I wouldn't mind that fight at all. And Musashi is a guy that if they did a tournament, he could easily move up to 205 and be part of that tournament. So it's something to mention. You have the last fight here, uh, Phil Davis. You have to bring up him. Obviously, he's still a top contender in that division, even though he's he's not that exciting. We all know that. But uh, I'm thinking, you know, in Phil's case, to me, he's more of like a gatekeeper, Marcel, at this point of his career. So I'm thinking, why not give him a guy like Julius Anglicus, a guy who's working his way up the ladder and a guy who's got a couple of wins now under his belt recently, contender series. How did Dana White not sign that guy? Like, how did they pass on him? You got to finish on the show and they passed on him. What do you think of that fight? You think it's a fair step up maybe? Uh, yeah, it's, I think uh, at a certain moment, uh, the newer uh, the newer uh, batch of fighters has, has to meet the older uh, top level fighters. So this is a perfect moment, you know. You always have that kind of uh, that kind of uh, story that the older fighters are a little bit more going down into the into the rankings. Alto Belta doesn't really have rankings. I know they have, but not really. And uh, that the upcoming fighters are, and then they go in like. How do you say that going like this and then they meet each other here and then they have to fight and this pretty much li like you said it's like davis uh isn't maybe the fighter he was like two or three years ago for bellator and uh, anglicus uh, is coming up as look good and uh, not to not to give uh, to take a shot any shot more at dana but he he missed on so many fighters uh -huh. on the, on oh, the yeah. contender series, and he he fought, he signed some fighters where I was like, dude, while you're signing these guys, you better give him a de developmental deal or something, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, he can do what he wants, right? So, uh, but he definitely missed uh, he missed out on Angli Anglicus, in my opinion. But, I think so too. I mean, the guy is definitely a solid prospect, but you're right, especially in the first couple of seasons, like they were more choosy and picky about who they're taking. This season, they basically took anyone who wanted to fight because of yeah. COVID, they needed fighters. So anyways, I'll close that window now. Um, so that's good. All right. I think we, it's time to talk about some news. Let's talk about some news, Marcel. We're going to go to bjpen.com, my home, one of my homes. Hold up here. There's a lot of news to get through, actually. All right. Let me close the ads here. Um, all right. Hopefully, that's going to work okay. Let's screen share this. BJPen. There's a lot to talk about, Marcel. We got some, a lot of news here. Um, I want to go to last night because Dana White had a he had an interview with Carolyn Pierce, mm -hmm. and he he talked a lot about different things. And uh, where is he here? I think it was yeah. It's okay. So we'll talk about the Rose thing first. I want to get to that first. This one right here. Team Rose and Eunice refutes Dana White's claims that she does not want to tell shop versus Yuli Zhang. So I saw yesterday that Pat Barry was saying that's not true. Dana White said in the interview that uh, he was asked what's next with Rose. Is she fighting Zhang? I, uh, and he's like, no. She doesn't want the fight. She doesn't want that title. And then Caroline Pierce was like, oh, I know it was a lot of pressure for her to be a champion. Dana White's like, yeah, I don't think she wants to fight Zhang for the belt. So we're talking about Carla Esparza fighting for the belt. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, that fight's a mismatch. What did, what did Rose say? I didn't see the tweets. What'd she say? She had to, she put out an Instagram story with fake oh, okay. news. Oh, wow. Really, eh? <laughs> yeah, she's pissed off. Um, the thing Rose, is... 
Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's probably like this. It's like Dana's like, hey, Rose, you want to fight in February against uh, Weili Zhang? That, and Rose is like, I need, I need some more time or something. And then Dana uh, goes some th- somewhere else and he's like, yeah, she didn't want to fight. So <laughs> maybe it's something like that, you know? Just like with the Whitaker one where Robert Whitaker said, like, I can understand if they want to do Israel against Jan Blahovic or anything. And uh, then uh, I I got it after that, and he's like Robert Whitaker doesn't want to fight Adesanya. <laughs> That's kind of twisting words, you know. Yeah, so, it is. We know how yeah. Dana acts. I mean, we know promoters promoters always twist words in MMA. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a damn shame if this fight doesn't happen, though. I gotta be honest, because this is the best fight they can make right now. Rose coming off a really crazy fight with Jessica Andrade, close fight. She won it though. Um, obviously a former champion, knocked out Joanna twice. Jane coming off the insane fight of the year candidate. Actually, I want to ask you that in a second here, but uh, what the fight of the year is, because I think it's either that or figure eight. Actually, you know what? We, that should be a different podcast. But, uh, you know, I just think it's a shame if she doesn't get the fight. We see Asparza just get destroyed instead, because I think that fight would end in the first round. Remember when she fought Joanna and Joanna just basically just pushed her against the fence and just unloaded punches? I think Zhang would do the same thing with knees, just like she did to Andrade. Like, you, do you think that's a competitive fight? Do you think Carla can wrestle her at all? Like, I think it's possible, man. I mean, Carla's wrestling is very good. The striking has become better as well, but it's not as elite as some of the, obviously, as some of the girls in the division who are more of a standing. Listen, Carla will never strike like Joanna, will never strike like Weili Zhang, but she can definitely wrestle. We saw that in her fight against Rodriguez. We saw that in her fight against Grasso. She, she, her wrestling will always be her base, you know, and that's and that's a strong base for her. She she wins most of her fights with that wrestling, either as a split decision or unanimous. She wins those fights. So, I mean, can she do that against Zhang? I think she can, but can she do it for for five rounds? Because I don't see her submitting Zhang or no. TKOing her with ground and pound. So she has to do that for five rounds, and that's a tough tough thing. But I'm also really sad that we still haven't seen uh, Tatiana. Suwala Thank you for bringing back. her up, man. Where is she? Like, is her neck still injured? Like, we got to yeah. see her fight again. Yeah, um, a guy was was an app stock. He he had a one he had a one and a half hour interview with her like two months ago, and she was still struggling with her back. I think yeah. So it's too bad. Yeah, it just sucks, man. I mean, she had so many bad stuff in her career already. She was training for the Olympics, and then she. uh, they they uh, they saw she had cancer yep, when she yep. had that, so uh, she recovered from that, and uh, now she has that that back. It's just horrible, man, because she's a she's a stellar athlete. She's an amazing fighter, and uh, I really want to see her fight one day for a championship because she's really good. She's definitely a lead in the in the division. So yep. yeah, I mean that sucks, but um, we also have. Uh, Jan Jonan in that division will look very good. In, uh, She's great. Time. I really like yeah. her a lot, man. Yeah, I'm behind her too, dude. I think, and that could be like a China versus China matchup. They could, yeah. when they go back and maybe later this year, if COVID everything gets better back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tatiana, man, it's been almost five years since she won the Ultimate Fighter. And I remember when she won it that night, I was like, this girl's going to be a champion in the UFC one day. It was actually over two years ago that she finished Carlos Parza. Over two years ago. And still hasn't fought for the belt yet. Now Carla might get the Sean Stead two years later. I just feel bad for this girl. I mean, she had her last fight was a year and a half ago. It's answer off. It was that yeah. fight she didn't look that good in. Um, her cardio faded in the last round. She almost yeah. lost a decision in that fight. But overall, I think that you know, I actually think she would give a better challenge to uh, the champion than either Rose or whoever else is out there. Because you know, Rose is going to I think try to strike with with Jang and and try to beat her on the feet, be a little more slick, and maybe try to knock her out. But you know, with Suarez, she has the elite wrestling that I think she actually could 
uh, possibly get her down a holder there for for a few rounds at least and, and grind her decision or maybe get a finish. I, I'm not high on, on Suarez, but I digress. Okay. Can, you can also said, you, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, of course. Can I ask ahead. you a, a weird question? If um, <laughs> um <so> maybe <laughs> no, 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 nothing personal. But uh, answer of last fight was against Suarez also, right? Yeah. So, I believe it was. So tell me, why is she still in the rankings and they took Suarez out? Wow, that's plus, sickening. That's plus, stupid. Plus, they moved her up in the pound-for-pound women's rankings last time, one spot. Uh, she is. Wow. Listen, Nina Ansaroff is a good underrated yeah. fighter, but that's crazy that she – like, I know she has that win over Gadea. That was in Toronto. was not that fight. But, you know, for me, like, she hasn't fought in a long time. And I, it, they, she obviously just gave birth. So, yeah. you know, she won't be fighting probably until, like, maybe a year from now. Like, it's going to be, like, two years when she's out for and you know, totally that, understand was, that. <laughs> that was her decision yeah. with Amanda to have a, yeah. a family and that's everyone like I'm gonna have a family too I mean that's all oh, your decision sure. but but you know like you should su like suffer the consequences of that whereas Suarez gets knocked on the rankings because she's injured I don't mm. understand that Marcel but <laughs> I'm not talking about the rankings with you Marcel last time you were on here I got really upset remember <laughs> we talked about Bryce Mitchell I started ah, yeah yeah <laughs> he's in there now they they're he's in the top 15 okay Marcus says uh I'll get this before we get to some other stuff. He says, any update on Usman Burns? Do you know why this fight was pushed back? So that's actually a perfect segue to this article I did last night on Volkanovski Ortega. That's uh, being targeted for February, Marcel, according to Dana White. Yeah. Um, my guess is, and I wrote in the article, it's speculation, UFC 258, uh, February 13th in, in probably Vegas. The plan was to have Usman Burns headline that card, but we have not heard anything. And Burns is saying they haven't got the contract. I think Usman is hurt still. I don't really know what's going on there, but... Um, I'm guessing it's going to be Volkanovski and Ortega on that card as the co event to something else. Burns, Usman makes sense. Have you heard anything for that fight or that card? They verbally agreed to fight. That's what I heard. And uh, last time I spoke to Gilbert, he was still waiting on the contract. So uh, he got, he's getting very uh, annoyed about it. Um, he's waiting now for... Last time I spoke with Gilbert like two weeks ago, I think, and he's like, I'm expecting the contract this week, and he still haven't got it, so... That's crazy. And I know that Dana White keeps saying, like, you know, I'm going on vacation. I, I don't want to think about next year yet. But, I mean, these guys, like, <laughs> these guys need to know if they got to start cutting weight and stuff. Like, that fight would be in, what, six weeks? They gotta yeah, get, but, yeah, go ahead. But, but also, both guys are managed by the same management. So, Ali, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, why doesn't Burns know what's up with the other side? Because you know? Ali's too busy getting Kayla Harrison fights to fall through against 180 pound opponents. That's Jesus, fun. man. What the hell? <laughs> you I saw mean, that too, eh? That's yeah, terrible. that's that's crazy, man. That's it crazy. has to be the biggest weight miss I've ever seen, right? Like I can't think of a bigger one. I, I think I think I saw wasn't that the 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 what's that uh, the Gabby Garcia fight against that, oh that grandmother God. and Rice? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that too. She missed weight like what fifty pounds? Yeah, the grandmother was like, "How dare you!" Was... <laughs> yeah, a, a classic rising freak show fight. Um, getting back getting back to some news here. What about this one? What are your thoughts on this? Dana White says yesterday he confirmed that mm. Israel is going to get the title shot instead of Glover. I think it's bullshit. Glover shares 41 years old. Like he's got very few years left in his career. I, you know, I don't mind the, the Blahovitz fight with, with, with Izzy, but to me, like there's still other fights at 185 for him, like Marvin Vittori and a couple other guys. I just feel like it's a little premature for him to go to 205 when there's other contender like Glover to show right there. And after Glover destroyed Tiago Santos, I thought he was for sure going to get the shot, but Dana White's going with Izzy. It's obviously, I guess the more marketable fight, but man, I feel like Glover's getting screwed. What do you think? Hey, man, I'm on your podcast, so I keep it nice. But it's absolutely bullshit, of course. I mean, Glover does, Glover deserved that title fight. I mean, okay. come on, man. And uh, 
it's it's not like you Israel Adesanya can wait for that title fight against Jan Blahovic, you know? Yep. And Jan Blahovic should fight Glover Teixeira. And for example, when who wins, let him fight Israel Adesanya, that person, you know, if you want to do that. And I think that that division has lots of newcomers uh, or newcomers has lots of uh, guys who are uh, who are knocking on the door for being in the top three or something. You got Rakic coming up fighting Santos. Mm -hmm. You got uh, Yuri Prohaska coming up fighting uh, Dominic Reyes, you know, so. Uh, the, the, I don't know if it's signed yet, but both those fights are in the works, 100%. So, I mean, wh what are you doing, man? I mean, but you know Dana, if he loves somebody and he loves Israel Adesanya, he will probably let him let him make flyweight and make him fight for that title as well, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know, you see what, what's happening with Hamza Chimaev. I really like Chimaev, don't get me wrong. Yeah, me but, too. But if Chimaev wins again, Edwards... Would you be surprised if they say the hell with Usman versus Burns? We do Usman versus Chimaev. Would you be really surprised if they oh, do God. that? Oh, uh, God. Okay, I love Kamza too. I mean, yeah. the guy is incredible. The week before he made his debut against John Phillips, I was watching tape on him because I, I hadn't heard too much about him. I had seen him on a few tweets, I think, from you or, or uh, Kaposa that posted some clips. I went back and watched the footage, and that fight where he's choking the dude out and spits his mouthpiece out, I was like, this is one of my guys, man. This is going to be one of my guys. And he's looked incredible in the UFC. But, I mean, come on. Like, he doesn't even have a win in that division against a decent opponent with a win. The only win he has at 170 is Reese McKee, who is 0-2 yeah. in the UFC. And that got him a top 15 spot, which makes – and a top three opponent in, in Leon Edwards. But we know Dana White plays favorites, right? It's just – How, it's, how uh, disrespectful is it to Sean Brady, for example? Yeah, it, it's it, – <sighs> He's got more wins. He's, he's looked amazing. But, you know, people love Kamzat. He's got a million followers. That's what Dan mm -hmm. keeps saying. He does. So, you know, he's popular, and that's why. He's good. Don't, don't, he, he's incredible. He's I, and good. you know what? I mean, like that fight, he could definitely win that fight. I'm not saying he yeah. doesn't beat Edwards, but he just doesn't deserve it yet. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. deserve that opportunity yet. And Daniel yeah. Daniel Edwards, not Leon. Actually, could be Leon's cousin. We don't know. He says, thank <laughs> you for reminding me of Gabby Missing Weight. A funny clip with that angry retired wrestler. That's funny. Okay, so got that one. Um how about this? Did you see this fight, by the way? Mark Khan and Paul Gallon. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it. No. Okay, I, I, haven't seen I, it, I, heard, I saw the way in. Only. I heard there's a crazy war. I saw the way in, too. I heard there's a crazy war, though. Hunt loses the decision here. Um, 46 years old. He's you know he's adamant. He wants the rematch. He wants to fight this guy. You think you should hang them up now, man? 46? I have no idea. I haven't seen the fight. If I see the fight, I can say you if, if it's maybe time. But uh, yeah, uh, let's don't say anything bad about Mark Hunt because he comes Love after you and he probably knocks your head off. You, you know what? I'm saying yeah, you're right. Let's let's go. He'll probably kill us. <laughs> I, I mean, I love. Listen, Mark Hunt is one of my all-time favorites. I'm just saying, he's like, great. He's almost 50 years old, man. Like at some point, you gotta you know, be careful. But he didn't get knocked out. But look, I mean, he took a lot of damage. Apparently. Um, mm -hmm. Can you believe it's been 10 years since that kick, the Showtime kick in WEC? Can you believe it's I, been 10 years? I don't know if I told you that last last week, but somebody, I think I told you, don't bring up these it's 10 years ago because you make me feel old. Why? You know? How old are you? Can you, can you say I'm, on the podcast? I'm, I'm 31. You're, dude, you're younger than me. I'm 32. So what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was 20 years old. I actually remember watching the fight. I was at a bar with a girl. We were having a drink and we're watching on TV. They had it yeah. in Canada here. Uh, I think the score used to play WEC fights and I remember watching that fight. I was like, this fight's incredible. And it came down to the kick. The kick decided to fight Marcel. Yeah. Um, by the way, Anthony Pettis, he's fighting Alex Morono this weekend. I, I really like that fight. That's a fun matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's promising another move. What do you think he's going to throw in this fight, man? We've seen the Superman punch off the cage. We've seen the Showtime kick. 
What are we going to see this time? Some crazy flying knee, some flying heel hook. What do you think? Capoeira kick, of course. Capoeira kick? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Let's do a spinning kick. I wouldn't mind some spinning shit, right? In the, uh, the words of Nick Diaz. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, listen, I know Pettis is older now, and he's not the same guy, but I still love the guy, man. And, you know, I, I was I was talking to, to uh, I think it was Cole, actually. And Cole was like, well, if he loses, maybe he'll be part of the 60 guys cut. You think? or That's possible, man. I mean, <sighs> I, 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 I mean... His brother is a belter, you know, and yeah, I think it's last fight, so yeah. last fight of the contract or something. So, I mean, if he wants to join his brother, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. So, yeah. you know what? That actually kind of, it kind of makes sense. I just I really like Anthony. I think he's still exciting. So, but the UFC obviously they're letting some guys go. They're going to let go of sixty guys. Um, talk about that one. Romero talked about that. Let's see what else here. What about Dan Hooker? He, he's 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 uh, going after Oliveira. I saw Ferguson going after Oliveira saying he's mentally weak. These guys, man, are you kidding me? Uh, Charles Oliveira, Dana White says this week, uh, top three guy in the world. I agree with him. I think he's right there. I would probably go, um, obviously, uh, Champ and then, you know, Gaethje, I guess, or um, it would be, uh, what's his name? Uh, Poirier, oh, yeah. I guess. Like, and then it would be, I guess, Oliveira, maybe not top three, top five, though, for sure, right? It's hard to say, but I mean, after that last performance, Marcel, like, I think he could give problems to anyone. Maybe not Habib, but the fight would still be interesting because if it went to the ground, this guy yeah. has the best submissions of all time in the UFC. What What are your thoughts on Charles Oliveira, man? I mean, the Poirier, Poirier had a certain hold on Khabib. I don't know, was it the guillotine? I think. Yes, it was uh, the gui yeah. the gilly, well, jumping the gilly. Yeah. <laughs> what if Oliveira had that hold on Khabib? You know, yeah. <laughs> just. just uh, I mean, I like Oliveira. Do you want me to uh, talk about Oliveira or Dan Hooker, uh, what he said? Both, both. Both. Okay, first about Oliveira. I really like him. I think he's a good fighter. He's a very good submission guy. We all know that, but the striking is coming together as well now. Um, he looked great against Tony. I had him 30-25, I think, that's fine. Yeah, I had 30-24. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, you give three, ten, eight rounds. It was possible, by yeah. the way. So, uh, yeah. Uh, about Dan Hooker, the problem I have, and as a personal with Dan Hooker, is that I like him, his fighting style, but since Israel Adesanya and Volkanovski became champions at City Kickboxing, he thinks he's that elite kind of guy as well, and he talks shit like Israel Adesanya, you know? And as long as you didn't make that that ladder, like Adesanya, I don't like the talking shit at all, by the way, but you know champions do sometimes. Yeah. But in my opinion, Hooker can't do that yet, in my opinion, you know? So, and that that's the thing I have with Hooker. I don't like that. I like the Hooker before Adesanya came in the UFC mm -hmm. because then he was just a good, uh, still a good fighter, but also just, just a nice guy in his interviews as well, just being respectful. And now he's trying to do this, uh, this brashy kind of, uh, I don't like that stuff, man. I yeah, mean, you know what? He also doesn't need it. In my yeah. Opinion. And I think both these guys, especially Israel, I think they're a little too graphic with some of their choices of words sometimes too. Like, yeah. and listen, like I, we all know that we're all adults. We all hear swear words. We get that, but hmm. a lot of children are his fans and he's always swearing and stuff and posting like some pretty graphic sexual stuff. It's a little for me even, and I'm a grown man, Marcel, I'm, it's a little too much for me, and I can't imagine, like, you know, if you're, like, a 10-year-old UFC fan looking at his tweets. And same with uh, with Dan Hooker. I guess it's the fight game. I get it, guys. I'm just saying, like, on Twitter, I think it's a, he's a little too graphic sometimes. I don't know what your thoughts on that are with that is on you. I mean, I, 
if you got to, uh, how do you say, it? you got to kind of behave like an athlete if you're an you're athlete. Right, yeah, right. You're right. You're you right. You know, yeah. so you, you can do whatever you want and yeah, not whatever you want, but you can be like that in, in your personal life with your friends. You know, yeah. I'm that I'm, I'm like that as well in my uh, with my friends, you know, but I'm not going to going to put any foul stuff uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Same here, man. I'm the same because, way. Yeah. And, and also, if we would do that, we would be effed, for example, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. because um, we are uh, your journalists reporting, you know, and we can do that. You know, that that's yeah. that's the thing. We just can't do that because we, we will get uh, we will pretty much get publicly punished for it. If Absolutely. We do it. So yeah. we, it's just not done, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. And again, it's the fight game. So like Hooker's comments, like not surprising. I just think Adesanya takes it a little too far sometimes. Like the thing with uh, Eric Albericine, that was kind of weird. I got to be honest, I remember that was a little weird. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. That's part of his personality. But I think you could tone it down a little bit. But you know what? Dana White loves the guy. So I don't think he cares. Mm -hmm. By the way, I don't want to break down the card. But man, I love this fight between uh, Vera and, and uh, Aldo. Um, again, I don't want to break it down, but I did get my pick on Tuesday, so most people probably saw it. I, I'm picking uh, Marlon Vera but as an underdog to win. I think he can knock out Jose Aldo. What do you think of this fight? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun fight, definitely, man. I mean, I hate to pick this fight. Somebody else asked yeah. me for my pick for this fight, and it's like, please, let's just keep it till uh, Friday before I'm going to pick because I have no idea, honestly. If Aldo shows up to the OG Aldo, Farah will have problems, you know. But if Aldo doesn't show up like that, Farah has a very good chance to win this fight. Yeah. So it's a very hard fight to pick here. Uh, my initial pick would be if I had to make a choice, I go with, I go with Marlon Vera. But me, uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. My and my my buddy here, uh, Keyshawn, he says Aldo all day, brother. Close fight. I think Aldo has it. We'll see. I mean, like, I think that fight against Yon, though, it's like one of those fights that could like end a guy's career because it was such a beating, a prolonged beating. We haven't actually seen that referee Leon Edwards uh, ref again. I don't think since then. Like Dana White had some comments about him. He was pissed. Isn't it weird how Dana White can get these refs out, but he can't do anything with the judges? <laughs> Sorry for my opinion, but get Tononi out, man. Well, <laughs> oh, Chris Tyrone? Yeah, yeah, I can't stand the dude, man. You know, always when when he's refing, it's like, hey, that's my favorite ref again. Yeah. That dude literally. Effed up like five or six fights in in the in the last couple of months. Yeah. For example, Timur Valiev against Trevin Jones, great comeback for Jones, yeah. but they should have stopped the fight. I agree with you. Daniel Rodriguez, Dry Grant, questionable. Uh, Michel Pereira against uh, Zalimadayev. Zalimadayev. Yeah. That wasn't a tap, but yeah, Pereira would have won, definitely. Uh, another one I can pick uh, was uh, the Ed Herman fight against Mike Rodriguez. Where we screwed Rodriguez of a body shot TKO and then at Herman finishing, we can go on for days. Great point. You yeah. know, no, so... he's not one of the top guys, not at all. Yeah. But I think one of the best guys right now is uh, Mark Smith. Um, yeah. And, you know, and the thing about him is no one talks about him. That's why he's good. The, if the you're not getting talked about, you're good, right? <laughs> the funny thing is, I was never a big fan of Mark Smith, but lately and this year, he's doing very well. Mark Smith, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, what's the Jason Herzog, name? one of the Jason Herzog, yeah, Great definitely. Draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like personally. I really like Mike Beltron, but he's more. In I think he's really good too. I think Mike Beltron's amazing too. Yeah. Um. By the way, this yeah, I've got a comment here. It says get uh, Dan out of there, Big Dan and uh, Herb Dean. I mean, listen. Like, okay. First off, uh, they're both veterans of the game. I know Herb Dean's had some like kind of premature stop, more of like early stoppages for Herb Dean, like Brow and Faber and fights like that. But CB Dalloway is against Khalid Murtazaliev. It was really late. That was one of the most brutal. <laughs> Vicious beatdowns. He says Josh Rosenthal used to be great. Yeah, before he yeah. got busted for uh, 
trafficking True. weed and went to jail after that fight with Mark. <laughs> By the way, he must have been stoned out of his mind with the Mark Munoz fight, right? When he fucked this Wyman, because the delayed reaction to that finish, he was so fake, man. He was high as hell, dude. And, and you know something about that. You live over there in Holland. Here we go. Daniel Edwards, Chris Tanyoni, nice guy. But yeah, he obviously knows the game and stuff. But yeah, I think Tanyoni, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a role in the sport, but I don't think it's as a ref personally in the UFC. But you know, Dad Bergliotta, I, I always have to laugh big because if I remember him with Heath Herring as Brock Lesnar when he did this, and he I I poked Heath Herring. <laughs> He's laughing. That's always what I remind about that. The USC '87, I think, was that as way back. But that's always a funny thing with, uh, to me. If I see Dan Mergliotta, he's like he does this, and it's like, and Herring is like, "What the hell you're doing?" And Mergliotta's just laughing. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, last thing I want to talk about here. Um, we we have two minutes to talk about this, Marcel. Only two minutes, okay? Yeah. I gotta get your thoughts on, on the, the Paul brothers, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and the whole their invasion into that May world, um, egging Dylan Dennis, calling out Conor McGregor, uh, talking shit about the guy's wife, which I, I think is a little bit of a low blow personally, but you know, he wants that fight. What do you think of these guys, man? Okay, because I want to hear your thoughts on I'll give my thoughts. Go ahead. What are your thoughts on the Paul brothers? You obviously missed my tweet two days ago. I did miss your tweet, yes. Actually, okay. no, no, I saw your tweet. I remember it now, but talk about it though. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. What do, what do you want me to say about it, man? I, uh, I don't, yeah, I, I, I will be nice because I'm on your show. I don't really care, man, because Jake Paul, man, I mean, yeah, he, he knocked out a, ba a, 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 a basketball player, I think, or what, what did he do? A former basketball player? Yeah. Nate Robinson player? used to play in the NBA. Yeah. He yeah. Was a dunk dunk uh, champion. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm not really into basketball. It's okay. No so, worries. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. worries. So he knocked him out. Yeah, great for him. But, I mean, come on, man. And also those UFC fighters who are going to challenge him, like, oh, please fight me. And it's like, please shut up. Um, I really don't care, man. I mean, to keep these, these kind of, how do you say that, these kind of YouTuber uh, kind of idiots away from the real athletes, let them do whatever they do. Do it in a special show. I don't give a sh uh, I don't. I don't care, sorry. I don't yeah. really care. And keep the the thing i would say that the real at least out of it man i'm also not a big dylan dennis fan but dylan dennis is at least a real a real combat sports athlete yeah. you know yeah you're right so, you're right I, agree so, with that. I mean and if conor mcgregor wants to do it do it you know but i don't really care about it man i mean i know for for, for the people who don't watch mma often or don't watch boxing often it's maybe a fun fight you know it's like uh, how do you say that's uh boxing with stars they they yeah. did it once in the netherlands over here as well with the soccer players for example but i mean it's just not for me man and uh yeah. if anybody wants to enjoy it enjoy it you know uh it's no problem but also man i mean I read way too much about this on my timeline. Yeah, I understand. Listen, someone who writes about it, like yeah. people read it, man. That's the thing. That's why I know. We have to write I know. It. People read yeah. about it, but I know what you're saying. And as someone who you know appreciates competitive fights, I don't think he's going to be competitive with these UFC guys or Bellator fighters in the case of Dylan Dennis. All right, I got a minute left, Marcel. So I want you to plug your stuff, man. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find uh, the website MMADNA.nl. It's mainly Dutch articles, so yeah uh on instagram twitter facebook and my personal account is big marcel 24 twitter instagram yeah thanks marcel i really appreciate you coming on and for me you guys can find me obviously uh bjpen.com right here i, I gotta plug maoddbreaker.com obviously one of my homes the, the home of the podcast gotta give you guys some love here nick and and brian these guys so i got my uh, fight breakdown for stephen thompson jeff neal 
Uh, check that out, written breakdown. Great fight, Marcel. Love that one. Some betting odds and stuff. So definitely check that stuff out. Close that up here. Um, and of course, my Belter article and my ratings. And then odds.com, I got some boxing stuff. Now, I just want to get to this comment quickly. I got 20 seconds here. Yeah. Marcus says, looking back, I enjoyed almost all the cards. How would you rate the fight cards? Were there any cards you didn't enjoy? Well, with this, Marcus, I know you asked me the same question. So obviously, we got a break coming up. I'm going to do like uh, look back stuff. Um, and maybe I'll get Marcel to come back on. We'll talk about that kind of stuff, but I, we don't have enough time because we'd have to spend a whole show doing it. Marcel, appreciate you coming on, man. Love talking about MMA with you. And K-Stack says he enjoyed the show too. So anyone who joined us today, guys, really appreciate it. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the fights. I'll see you guys Tuesday to recap what happened this weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. Have a good one.